me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter here, and I'm here to chatter down in the farm. I hope I get to brighten your day. I'm here nattering, I'm sure you know what that is. It's like chattering, and I love to gossip after a long day of taking care of things here on the farm. <laughs> it's great to be with you again. Thank you so much for your encouraging comments and messages. Today, I want to natter on about books. But before I go on a bit, I got this card in my mailbox today. I had to tell you about it. It was a big one. And it says in gigantic letters, Considering Cremation, Mr. Mark. Well, they were even offering a free lunch to chat about it. Me? I'd rather be dead before I'd consider anything like that. Wouldn't you? Anyway, moving on to books. I know a few folks who love books. I'm never far away from a good read either. Juicy crime fiction or something I like. Otherwise, it's always something factual to do with farming, you know. But with all these electronic versions floating around, I'm worried that one day my old library will become obsolete. I mean, a book's going paperless forever. I hope not. Anyway, I asked around, but it's difficult to weed out the truth. You know, me wealthy old neighbour, the vegan one, that's young Alice. She takes all me old ends, remember, you know. But she's trying to convert me. No, I don't mean to a wicker witch like her. <laughs> I mean to her lifestyle. Trouble is, I got Elsie at home. She goes through more food than the old crowd at the Super Bowl. <laughs> but, you know, Alice, she's easy on the eye. Well, let's be honest now, you know, she's easy on both of them. <laughs> she's the kind of woman that could convert most men to something even if it is only for the weekend. <laughs> At any rate, she wrote a cookbook, gave me a signed copy too. Very nice. Quite interesting too, you know, all veggies. At any rate, a friend of her reckons the publishing industry's dead. But then again, books are still selling. I looked it up, you know, and the e-books don't make up such a big percentage of people think. And the sales across the board of printing books are still selling, so I suppose that's nice to know. I don't like the idea, you see, of taking electronics in the bath, do you? I mean, I can never get comfortable in bed either with something like that. But then again, I'm used to the traditional old paperbacks, you know. However, they don't look that good after a dunk in the bath either, do they? <laughs> but I've dried them off before. You know, um, they get a bit wrinkly, though, don't they, afterwards? But uh, like most things you put in the bath, I suppose, too long. A bit wrinkly. Mm. <laughs> Whilst we're on the subject of books, though... I should let you know about me monthly book review feature. I've already had a good response. Uh, you know, after a trial run, I hope the Ned Natter's book review is going to go down well with you. But I'll warn you first, it's a cruel to be kind sort of thing, though, you know. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Show. When I'm not here, you can find me on my website at nednatter.com. Any rate, down here onto Medicine Farm. We think it's a good idea, you know, doing a little book review. Just to think, even if a book is shite, it'll still be famous for 50 seconds on me international review. <laughs> After all, I did say cruel to be kind, didn't I? I should mention, we've got a system here, though. Well, you know, the question is, will the book stay on the farmhouse library shelf? Go in me charity box? Or end up on the compost heap at the bottom of me farm garden? See, paper's good for water retention. Well, it's better than burning, isn't it? Compost don't hurt the environment. So, let's have a look at the first book today. It's called How to Make Money on the Internet by Kevin Nerd. Oh well, I had a flick through yesterday. 
What a load of old bollocks. I mean, manure. That's what I'll say. Not compost. Well, you know, seeing as everyone's trying to make money online, it, oh, give it a miss. I mean, it sounds like a big bandwagon, doesn't it? And the book's missed this one, all right, I can tell you. <laughs> all right, let's have a look at this next one. Hmm, don't recognise this one. I thought I'd read all of these, but it says, The next book's called Confessions of a Farmer's Wife by Elsie Smith. Hmm. It says on here it's her first book about the struggles of life on a small farm, a battle with excessive weight gain, and a disagreeable husband. It's already been called Inflammatory and Disturbing by one reviewer. Ooh, hang on a minute. I ain't seen a copy of this. I know I haven't. I'm supposed to have a read through first. See, I don't always get the mail mind. You know, usually the wife gets it first. Probably why I didn't see it. Anyway, let's read the back cover thoroughly. You know, it's, uh, it's about a farmer who's always arguing with his wife. She's left at home and does nothing but eat. He's apparently, to use her words, obsessed with ends and shite. <laughs> so every day she gets fat with food and he gets thinner with worry. Phew. That's all right then. Me and the wife never argue. Well, I suppose never on Monday anyway. See how she goes shopping Mondays. Let's move on to the next book now, quickly, I think. It's a really popular subject, you know, self-help. But another bleeding bandwagon, if you ask me. Ain't it about time someone wrote a self you know, help someone else book or something, you know, not self-help. There's a lot of self-help books around, too many. You know, like Playboy and Hustler are two examples, aren't they? Okay. It's not really that kind of self-help after all. Anyway, the author's called Wolfgang Vanker, spelt with a W. You know, like Volkswagen. Volkswagen. I ain't got a clue what it means in German. But in England, it has another meaning, like, uh, like I've been well said, self-help. It says here that Mr. Wanker played the triangle for the virtually unknown German orchestra 50 years. He weren't too ambitious back then, see. But then he moved to California, went on a couple of talk shows and became a self-help guru. I had a quick look through. Get rich with the triangular approach, it says. I think this wanker's taking things too far. I mean, sorry, I know it's pronounced wanker, but I reckon he's got confused with his English words all round. I mean, he's thinking um, about self-service grocery stores, do-it-yourself places like the Home Depot. He's got a point, though. They can't be wrong with the amount of branches they got, can they? I mean, it's like one of my ends calling myself an egg guru. <laughs> what a load of old bollocks. I was going to say, my ends can't fly. They never wrap up in the branches, do they? But uh, I want to know if Wolfgang's final approach is legal or not. Well, at any rate, I got bored after page two, and page two is left blank. Oh, dear. Well... Personally, I think he's a professional shoplifter. <laughs> Definitely an help yourself book, then. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here, the Ned Natter Show. And when I'm not here, you can find me at nednatter.com. Just to think, I forgot me cliche of the day. You can't judge a book by its cover or how appropriate. Well, unless it's one of those magazines I mentioned before, you know. <laughs> uh. You know, I think I need to get out more, don't you? Away from the ends and that. How about you can't please everybody? Or can't please everyone? 
If you ask me, there's no pleasing some folks at all. <laughs> so that's it on the book pile for this time. We've got a few more, but I thought I'd lay down some rules about me review first, you know, so there's no confusion. I know it sounds a bit like one of them gated communities I mentioned in the past, but I will let you know that we I'm not going to review certain things, see? Uh, if I get off of books that are printed from a so-called public domain, I mean, just because some poor old dead guy didn't review his copyright, <laughs> you see, uh, I've already seen all sorts. The latest was from a Mexican author called Jesus, well, actually, Jesus, to you. He was trying to pass off the Bible as a work for hire. <laughs> also, I'm not so sure about them copycat style books. You know, where people don't exactly infringe a copyright, but get pretty close. It's like this new one that came in today. A series of books for morons. <laughs> it's like a take on the Four Dummies series, you know. The only difference is they don't have books on golf or sewing or whatever they stick with narrow little niches and each has a specialist author like these here right the first one brain surgery for morons by a serial killer <laughs> tax evasion for morons by at san quentin hmm. is that a handle you know a name you know at club fed <laughs> i don't know what about this one Wailing for Morons by M. Dick. So, I suppose he's plagiarised Ahab's point of viewpoint, has he? <laughs> Was that it? Well, I, I, I don't know. I like this one, though. Running for Public Office for Morons by A. Moron. Bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? It makes easy reading, though. Two pages on campaigning and 150 on how to raise the money to do it. You wouldn't believe it, but the Wailing book is in the bestsellers list already. Yeah, I couldn't understand it either. I mean, it's, it's no joke, though. You tell me how many books there are about whaling out there. Yup, only this one. So a single sale makes it a category bestseller. The writer can now call himself a best-selling author. <laughs> I've heard of 15 minutes of fame, but that's ridiculous. And mind you, I think the world could afford, couldn't afford to lose a single whale. Perhaps a few authors, though, eh? <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Show. When I'm not here, you can find me at thenednatter.com. I got some good news today. One of me farmhands, old Jimmy Casterbridge, told me he's just become naturalised here in the US. Still, I don't really get it, you know. Um, when I was growing up, it was all pasteurised. <laughs> Although I've met a few men, some of them even farmers, who are, um, homo, um, oh dear, I can never say this right, homo, no, homogenised, no, homogenised, that's it, yep. But like my old mum nan likes to say, it takes all sorts, young Ned. <laughs> you know, it was part of the process they made him take this general knowledge quiz. You know, who was the first president of the year of independence, that kind of thing. They even told him up front that 75% of American citizens can't even pass it without difficulty. Anyway, I just laughed, see, I said, so it's a bit like a fast food place then, Jimmy. <laughs> he didn't really get that one either, but, you know, see, they didn't do an intelligence test. <laughs> he couldn't even spell a word that long. 
but he passed all right that's because i taught him a little system yeah you know number one washington 76 declaration 77 independence 91 the bill of rights first amendment freedom of speech yep i've been sunk that album <laughs> And then, Second Amendment means the wife can have a gun or three. Mm, not so happy about that, eh? But she does keep down the rats. That's one good thing, eh? This is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Show. And when I'm not here, you can find me on my website at nednat.com. I'm taking a break from the Agony Uncle feature this time. But I did get a note from one of my listeners. A bloke called Bill Bacon from New Mexico asking about me sow. Unfortunately, the one with the same name as the missus, Elsie. Yeah, I got a few little notes about that too, but I'm not going to mention here. <laughs> you remember she had ten piglets. Anyway, I thought you only farmed hens, Ned, he said. You know, me family's always been interested in pigs for generations. Well, I can see that with your surname, Bill. <laughs> but to answer that question, pigs is only me sideline, see. I don't fatten them up here on the farm. I got a much more profitable way with pigs. I sell him to a bloke called I'm a Swindler. He takes a lot. Well, that was until yesterday when I discovered his little trade secrets, see. At first I suppose there was no am, you know, you see Elsie's piglets are not for eating. He sells them on as pets. Only I found out he tells the people that are buying them that they're mini pigs. <laughs> and gives them a month's guarantee. Why a month's guarantee, you might ask. Well, he can't make it any longer, can he? After six months, they usually weigh in about £150. <laughs> Try putting that on your lap in front of the TV, eh? <laughs> well, this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Show, and when I'm not here, you can find me at nednatter.com. I've got an advert today, though, still. You'll really love it this time. It's got a little cliche in it. So here goes, I, I'll try and read it to you. Um, me, Agent 50%, as usual, is giving me a scrap of paper with the words on. Very helpful man for his uh, high commission there, isn't he? Anyway, hey folks, as you know, Ned Natter always tells us the grass isn't always greener on the other side of the fence. Well, now you can make sure of it. Have your yard taken care of by Bill McAdam. At Asphalt Kings... They've got 50 years of experience in fashionable black and the best guarantee in the business. The grass on the other side will always be greener for your money back. Call us for a free quote at 1-800-PITCH-BLACK or visit our website at toweristhenewblack.com But oh, that was pretty slick, don't you think? <laughs> Look, a piece of oily black toppy. Eh? You know, we could do with a bit of that round here, you know, black top. The locals only look mud. They play in it night and day. They're a funny old lot. One of me neighbours lives on his own. I thought I'd better mention him. He lives in an old trailer on half an acre of weeds. <laughs> I go and mow it for him once a year. By the way, he tells everyone he's a veteran. Oh, I reckon he could be. Old Lonnie looks like he fought in the Civil War. Definitely a veteran, he looks pre-1905 anyway. Older than me tractor, can't decide if that makes him a veteran or vintage. <laughs> he still tries to pick up the woman at the grocery store, that's what makes me laugh, you know. Gets their attention easy enough, he does. Hits them with his white stick. Of course they take pity in the old fart. 
He's got an oxygen tank in one end, cigarette in the other. I'm always waiting for something to go wrong, you know, not just with a white stick approach either. <laughs> Me two campers are still here. Well, we ain't had that promised Arkin yet, so I reckon they've put down roots. I'm only mentioning them because old Lonnie gets lost some days. Comes roaming through the farm. Even manages to get hold of the odd chicken, you know. I feel sorry for the poor old mucker, so he turned a blind eye. <laughs> only last time, he went off with me camper Quinton's nasty little rat dog. <laughs> he took it home to eat. Lonnie reckoned he thought it was a very friendly rabbit. <laughs> well, he managed to rescue the stupid thing, pink ribbons and all. Swapped it for a loaf of bread. I told Lonnie it was ready to eat. Of course, the damn mutt went and bit me too. There's gratitude for you. I think it's because I call him bollocks and not pollocks. Mind you, if he bites me again, I'll call it something else and deliver the thing I've ready to old Lonnie. After all, it'll probably taste like the other local delicacies he eats. You know, possum, armadillo, tortoise and roadkill. In fact, he eats anything. You know what I reckon? He'd even go for the campus portable toilet if I didn't stop him. Mm. This is Ned Natteria with the Ned Nat Show. And when I'm not here, you can find me on my website at nednat.com. That number's put me off me food for a week. Yeah, well, the truth is often ugly, isn't it? And food's a very personal thing, you know. What you like and don't like, you know, I mean, me farm man, Ding Dang. There's a little labour around here. He's obsessed with their mop pockets. That's right, <laughs> he's never got his hands out of them. <laughs> By the way, I had an unexpected caller today, and after me neighbour Alice said there wasn't a very good astrological forecast this week, <laughs> me distant relative Skip has been calling up. He's been listening to me show and thinks I'm rich or something, you know. Well... Other than being totally wrong on that front, we should tell you about him. You know, see Skip's a cockney-sounding Londoner. Ran off to Australia to make a fortune. Only they didn't like the sound of his ideas or his voice. Skip calls me now and again, asking for financial help for his crackpot business schemes. Of course, I have to listen, don't I? But, you know, I no longer come, with any, come through with any money. You know, he's, uh, yeah, you never see it again. Most of all, it ends up spent in a bar someplace, you know. It's like uh, having to give to charity, only you don't get the feel-good factor, if you get my meaning. <laughs> I should tell you really about some of the most recent little gems, you know, pig farming business in Israel, and brewery in Saudi Arabia. You know, you, you get the idea, you know, then there was the hairdressing business uh, centred on a Buddhist monastery, and the latest uh, fat camp in North Korea. Hmm, I like the sound of that one though, that was quite good, but uh, it almost up there with his gay bar in Afghanistan. <laughs> He's the only bloke I know with a dot con website rather than a dot com. <laughs> I hadn't heard from him a while, see. He's either been down in Australia once more, or he's been working for the government. Again, you know, um, inside, in the slammer, in the nick, in jail, locked up where he should be. Yeah, working for the government's a plight we're saying, isn't it? Yep. He'll bleat on, though, still about being innocent. Tell me it was a case of my mistaken identity. And now he's appealing his sentence. You know, to be honest, old Skip, he couldn't even appeal an apple. 
This is Ned Natteria, the Ned Nat Show. When I'm not here, you can find me on my website at nednat.com. Anyway, back to this latest call and old skip. It's a call for money, and he's got this amazing opportunity. Of course, I'm holding my breath. So he goes on, he tells me he's the proud owner of an option to buy 2,000 acres. I'm thinking it's probably in Atlantis, under the sea, or on the top of Mount Everest. But no, it's worse. Oh dear, the land is on the moon. Yep, the moon. He tells me he met this fella from NASA in a barn near Cape Canaveral. Well, it'd have to be a bar, wouldn't it? You know, in Florida. He reckons it's the last lot for sale up there. Apparently, a couple of rich blokes have bought up most of it. Some geezer called Gates. <laughs> and another called Buffet. Although old Skip ain't too sharp. He calls him Buffet. You know, having all you can eat. The NASA guy told him if he comes by with a down payment of only 50 grand by next Tuesday, it's all his. <laughs> This time, I just didn't know what to say, you know. I mean, I think old Skip's really lost it, you know. To be honest, I just told him I need to think about that one. Of course, he's quite happy, you know, but then, then, but of course there's no escape. He just says, okay, that's great, Ned. I knew you would. <laughs> By the way, can you see me, you know, through the weekend and lend me 50 bucks <laughs> to help me through, you know? I'm a bit short this month, you know, brassican, lint, skint. What do you call it here? Broke, I says. <laughs> so he says, cheers, mate. I'll pop round and pick it up later. And before hanging up, he just says, adios, plonker. <laughs> Not so. Hangs up. He's nearly as bad as old Rush, you know, next door. You know, maybe I should take a leaf out of his book and say I'm looking for an investor too, you know. No dead serious, you know. I've got uh, 50 billion cubic feet of gas from Uranus for sale. <laughs> but it still don't compare to the shite that comes out of that skip narrow's mouth, I can tell you. Anyway, back on the farm, I told me neighbor old brush about Skip's offer. But he didn't see the funny side of it, old brush. No, oh, no, 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 I, I ended up with a load more gas. Well, before he rushed off for his usual flush. Old Rush just says, I need to warn Mr. Skip the moon's not for sale. But before I got a chance to remind him of how ridiculous it is, Old Rush gets real animated, he says, because we already own the moon outright. Because we discovered it. We put the US flag on there, so it's ours. We're going to defend our rights to space too. That flag's still flying on the moon now, he says. If the Chinese or Russians try and trespass, there'll be hell to pay. <laughs> he wanted to talk some more about the US plans for space. But he had to go, this time behind a nearby tree. <laughs> you know, Rush me neighbours always got an interesting point of view, but uh, he's the only bloke in America with an ensuite bedroom. Yep, I didn't make a mistake there. He sleeps in the bathroom. <laughs> so like I said, more hot air. That's gonna, that's all he's going to do, you know, put barbed wire fences up there. Some Sometimes I, 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 he's nearly as annoying as the voice voice. <laughs> this is Ned Natteria, the Ned Natter Show. And when I'm not here, you can find me at nednatter.com. You'll never hear Elsie on this show, mind. Just the gunshot.
occasionally, you know, she's shooting something. But, uh, I mean, I'm sheltering your precious listening ears from her. You don't want to hear her voice. It's great. A bit like chewing sandpaper. I'd say actually something like an accordion falling down eight flights of stairs accompanied by a four-year-old on the first day of violin lessons. <laughs> Me mum, old Nan's were still. She even frightens Claymy dog. By the way, I decided his head looks like a cardboard box with ears. Well, just a little more ugly maybe. Anyway, last time old Nan shouted, Mien stopped laying for a month. She's high-pitched, rickety like an old trailer with flat tyres. Oh, well, I suppose the only way I can explain it to uh, to me listeners here is, uh, well, just to say, you imagine what a fossil would sound like if it came back to life and started to speak. (laughs) No, you can't picture a fossil speaking. Well, she's nearly as old as one. Trouble is, none of the museums will take her off me hands. (laughs) By the way, I've got a bit of an update on the hens here for you. Well... You've obviously heard of a, a priest or a bishop being unfrocked, you know, for some little misdemeanour or worse. Well, one of me ends, young Ruby she's called, has been unflocked. Yep, the rest of the birds have disowned her. Anyway, on that note, I've got to go rescue her. So I better go. But until next time, I'm at nednatter.com as I reminded you. Just remember, farmers are getting older. It's time some new blood came down the farm and gave us a hand, isn't it? Short matters, without us farmers, you wouldn't have anything to eat. And without me, there ain't much to laugh about either, is there? In the meantime, as I told you, I'm at nednatter.com. Come by, say hi. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you, aside from the awful jokes. I hope you'll come and join me on the Nat Show again. In the meanwhile, you can find me on the website, along with me social media links. So until next time, keep a smile on your face. Think positive, and don't go sweating any of that small stuff. It's not worth it, is it? The grass is not always greener on the other side. It might just be a freeway. Goodbye, me lovelies. <laughs>